Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast from St Nicholas Buccleuch Parish Church. This edition is based not on a Sunday service, but on the service for Monday Thursday evening, at which we remembered how, on the night before he died, Jesus took bread and wine and gave them a new significance, telling his disciples that they were to remember him every time they ate and drank together. Together with members from all the churches in Dalkeith, we sat round the Lord's table and reenacted that moment as we celebrated the sacrament of Holy Communion. Let us pray. God our Father, your Son Jesus Christ has left to us the meal of bread and wine in which we share his body and blood. As we keep the feast of his redeeming love, may we feed on him by faith, receive his grace, and find fullness of life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading comes from John's Gospel. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. 
Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. A dark shadow hung over this night, and Jesus knew it. It was not some supernatural premonition, but a consequence of his deliberate actions. He had entered Jerusalem provocatively, challenging the might of Rome with a parade of his own, a procession which spoke of the power of peace in defiance of the power of violence. He had overturned the money changers' tables, attacking the system which kept power, wealth and influence in the hands of the few. He had openly advocated for the values of the kingdom of God, speaking up for the poor and the oppressed, and against the system that kept them in that state. He was a danger to the established order, and he knew it. And he knew that the establishment would do what the establishment always does. It would try to preserve itself by destroying those who challenged it. Jesus could see that coming. A dark shadow lurked among them, and Jesus knew it. He had spent a lot of time with these people, The synoptic Gospels say three years, John says just one. But this was more than enough time to understand the character of each one of the disciples deeply. Who was loyal? Who was not? Who understood? Who didn't? Peter never understood. He was always arguing, as he would again this night. Judas, the dark shadow, already had his mind on other things. From Mark, we learn that Jesus instructed two disciples to go ahead and make preparations. Two were enough, but it was important that Judas was not among them. This night, Jesus needed time. He did not want the meal to be interrupted, for Judas to bring his cronies too soon. From John, we learn much of what Jesus said and what he did that night. Others were around that table too. James and John would accompany Jesus to the garden, but would be unable to stay awake. Peter would soon deny Jesus. Not one of the other men would actually stay with him. All would desert. Despite all that Jesus said and did, despite all the months and years of companionship and preparation and teaching, these hours are marked by a failure in discipleship. Yet the action of Jesus speaks so deeply of love. Here is the one of whom the Baptist said, Behold the one who takes away the sins of the world, kneeling before people he loved so much, knowing what would happen to him and their part in it, yet still ministering to them with tenderness and care. A dark shadow looms over them, but the light of the world is found on the floor, washing feet. It's a moment in which the headlong rush to death pauses. Time slows. Love is expressed. Weary people are served. Troubles are soothed. Not one of us can claim rightly to be successful disciples. Our discipleship is characterised by failure. Like Peter, we fail to understand. Like James and John, we fail to keep watchful. 
Like all the apostles, we fail to stand steadfastly by Jesus. Like Judas, our failure sometimes even extends to working against the values Jesus stood for, the values of peace and justice and equity. We collude with the powers that be. But the astonishing fact is this. The Christ who paused on his way to the cross to wash his disciples because he loved them loves us too. He doesn't love us because we're worthy or because we deserve it, because we don't. He loves us because he is love incarnate. He washed his disciples' feet to show them that. After he had dried his hands and put on his robe, he spoke to them of love. This was the new commandment, the mandatum novum, which gives Monday Thursday its name. Love one another. Easy to say, hard to do. Love one another, not because you're worthy, not because you're lovable, not because you expect anything in return. Love without conditions, without questions, without hindrances. Love because that is how Jesus loves. A dark shadow looms over this night, but in the darkness the light of love shines from bowl and water and towel, from plate and cup, from bread and wine, from Christ himself, and from all who love like him.
That was the motet O Sacrum Convivium by Luigi Molfino. The text reads, O Sacred Banquet, in which Christ is received, the memory of his passion is renewed, the mind is filled with grace, and a pledge of future glory to us is given. Alleluia. Let us pray. Remember, O Lord, your holy church throughout the world, and reveal your glory among the nations. Save your people, and bless those who belong to you. Remember, O Lord, our families and friends, and surround them with your steadfast love. Remember, O Lord, those who are sick, those who suffer pain or loneliness or grief, those who draw near to death, and those whom we name in our hearts before you. Comfort them with your presence, sustain them with your promises, grant them your peace. And now, rejoicing in the communion of saints, we remember with thanksgiving all your faithful servants and those dear to us who serve you in the glory of heaven. Keep us in unbroken fellowship with your whole church in heaven and on earth and bring us at the last to the joy of your eternal kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory for ever. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen.